completely different personalities. <laughs> and we're live. There we are. We're good. We're live. We're 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 here. So this is the Timmy Gibson show. Um, thank you so much for being here today, my special co-host Lance Strickland. Everybody, uh, so excited about Lance being here and Pammy. She's here. Get a, get us set these guys straight. Set us guys straight when it comes to female power. I <laughs> How love much it. Time do we have? Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take a while to set us straight. <laughs> so, um, since everybody kind of knows us, uh, you know, Lance and I from doing the podcast. Give us a little bit of a like your bio, your backstory, you know, your love life, kind of why kind of you, a, like <laughs> why you got an in, an e on the end of your name, Pammy. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, my name is Pammy, and it is Pam with an e. And do you have like a little saying there or anything to like this kind of catchy or no? It's just it's Pam with an e. Pam with an e. Okay. Uh, the e comes from my middle name, Ellen. Uh, uh, so my given name is Pamela. Okay. But. Uh, had to distinguish myself from the other two Pams in my class. So it was Pammy. Um, I am originally from Ohio. And Were you the popular one uh, out of the three Pams? I would not say that. No. Okay. No, I was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, That's surprising. I would have thought she would have been. Yeah. I don't know. There was competition. There was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I know it. <laughs> um, Where'd you go to high school? I, uh, Brian, Ohio. So I'm, I'm from Ohio. Um, That's a small town. It's, yeah, it was a county seat. So it was bigger than the other small towns around. Okay. But it, what is a county seat? It's where the courthouse is. Oh, today I learned yeah. a little, some county yeah. seat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, have two boys. Um, well, I guess I moved to Kansas city in uh, 1988 when I got married. And at 20 years old. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, have, there's a story there. There's a story there. Yeah. Um, that I, and I have two boys. I, um, they're 25 and 23. They live in Kansas city and, um, not dating right now. I'm on the dating websites, uh, giving it a go. Um, just kind of, how long were you married? Happens. I was married for 21 years officially. Okay. Yeah before the divorce was final. Wow, so one awesome. of the reasons I wanted to bring you on the podcast, we had, we had talked and we shared a little bit of a, a common story. I wasn't in a cult per se when I was younger, but you know, cult like, right. You know, fundamental evangelical Pentecostal tongue talking <laughs> yeah. type background, snake and, handling, yeah, <laughs> just shy of snake handling. Mm -hmm. And uh, while, while I'm, Grateful and thankful, honestly, I've kind of come full circle, you know, where I don't hate my upbringing anymore. Uh, I, I can take uh, the good, you know, um, from it. But your story is a little, a little, <laughs> a little out there in, in the sense of not just evangelical. It was a little on the cult side. So tell tell the listeners about about that upbringing. Yeah. Um. So I was probably four years old when my parents joined. Um, it was called the Worldwide Church of God. And mm, that um, sounds familiar. It uh, who was the uh, who's the main the main guy? Herbert W. Armstrong. Okay, yeah. yeah. Headquartered in Pasadena, California, and uh, um, he started it back in the '40s, I think. And it was one of for him. It was a challenge from his wife at the time to prove some things wrong. And in doing in trying to do that, he actually proved her right. Like, I think it was about the Sabbath, or you know keeping Saturday as a holy day. Mm -hmm. And so um, in doing that, he proved she actually was right in his, you know, in, in his view at that point. 
and started this church. He started a radio program and then he started, he was, a he was in marketing. So he started writing pamphlets and all this kind of stuff. And, um, so anyway, my parents, my mom actually was searching for something. She had grown up Methodist. Her parents were Mennonite or her mom was. Oh, okay. And so, um, so this her, was exciting probably. It, well, <laughs> and for, so my, you know, just in talking to my mom, her, upbringing was much different than Mennonite was very, you know, very strict, very, yeah. you know, you wore the special clothes and all of this stuff. Well, my grandmother stepped out of that and she didn't, my mom always said they didn't have any direction. So she felt like they were just, you know, left to figure things out on their own versus having guidelines. And she always wanted the guidelines. So when she was searching for spiritual place to land um, there were lots of guidelines in this church, so, you know, lots of mm -hmm. restrictions and rules and things. And, and she really latched onto that and she, she liked that. Um, and then she, fascinating. It, it is to me. Yeah. And just, I mean, rules knowing, scare me. Um, oh, me too. They, they I don't like them, yeah, you know, no. but, um, I didn't have a choice, you know, at four years old, uh, I have two brothers, sure. uh, one older, but that one tells younger. you a lot about her personality. Yes. You know, I'm sure she was like that in all of life. I mean, it, it's was. easy to keep, you know, between the ditches if you know what the where the ditches are on each side. Yeah. Some yes. people are like, tell me what to do. Right. 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 It just it probably in a lot of ways, like allowed her freedom. She felt like. Right. Just comfort. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's <clears throat> she was a very um, analytical, mm -hmm. um, you know, black and white thinker. And so that it was it fit right into how she liked to process. Now, were you things. close to your grandmother? I was, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But at that point, my grandparents were no longer going to any church. Ah. So here we go, jumping oh, into this, you man. know, this, you know, really interesting religion. And um, it separated us from my grandparents on oh, both sides no. because okay. my dad, you know, he also joined. And there were a lot of, uh, it was an interesting mix between um, Judaism and um, like seventh day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we kept the Sabbath holy from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown. We weren't allowed to do anything worldly. So I couldn't be in, you know, we couldn't be in sports wow. we couldn't, right. at, at school. We couldn't, you know, be yeah. in sports. We couldn't, um, hang out with our friends. I mean, we literally had to be with our family, which was great because we had a lot of amazing family time. So there were, there were good things that came from it, mm -hmm. but for me, it never felt right. And I think you and I talked about this to me. It was like, it just never sat right with me. Mm -hmm. um, I remember four, four or five years old, um, having a very spiritual experience. Um, I was by myself and I saw, you know, what I thought was angels in my room and I associated it with protection. And it was like one of those things, like you can't explain that mm -hmm. for a four-year or five-year-old mind to come up with that. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I told my parents and they were like, well, that couldn't have happened. And it was just like devastating to me. Cause I'm like, you know, here I have this connection with something. It felt right to me. And then I'm told it couldn't have been real. And so whether or not it was real didn't matter to mm -hmm. me, it was, um, but just growing up, it just never felt right to me. All of the, I followed the rules. I was, you know, I was a good girl. I, you know, I'd listened to everything my parents told me. I was afraid to make any mistakes, afraid to try anything outside the lines because right. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want my parents to, you know, look down on me or, you know, anything like that. And was so was the trouble based in on a punitive God, meaning that if you or, or was it mom and dad, did, who, who did you not want to get in trouble with? Well, 
I didn't want to get in trouble with my parents because I, you know, I, I loved and respected them. Yeah. But ultimately, yes, it was, it was, you know, a, a, a God that was. God's going to get you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> a very authoritative that, God, you know. The Johnny Cash yes. song, God's going to cut you down. <laughs> yeah. Just authoritative. And, you know, they always, it was there were a lot of things that just never made sense. Like they would talk about a loving God in, in one breath and then the other is like, you know, don't do anything wrong. You're going to yeah. get in trouble. And it's like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't right. make sense, sense at all. Right. It is, you know, it was very challenging for me. Um, then I went to college, uh, at our church. We had a college in, uh, big Sandy, Texas. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> just keep it, it in the circle. Right? Yes. Uh, and, it was uh, my options for my degree were home economics oh my. or theology, their theology. Right. You know, so I did theology because I was like, I don't want that. Right. What, what am I going to do with home economics? Right. Like, I, I mean, honestly, it was the MRS program. I mean, because I couldn't date outside <laughs> yeah. of our religion. Yeah. I had to find my husband at college Yeah. because wow. I didn't want to go home and be a part of the singles yeah back home because they uh, you know it it was the riffraff i mean you yeah. just, i don't know how else to say it yeah, yeah. i think nicely, one of the challenges just, with a religion like that right is for most people in evangelical christianity i mean you could be a baptist a methodist a lutheran you know you there's a lot you know the the pool is pretty wide and and there may be some differences but you know it's not going to be uncommon for you to meet someone even maybe a, a catholic you know you're you know someone says as long as the person was you know, church going and things like that. But in this case, your, your pool is very narrow. I mean, you yes. don't have many options that because you're either going to date inside this theology. It's probably much like Which Mormonism. I'm sure it was encouraged. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, expected. Oh. Expected. We yeah. were not allowed to date outside of our religion at <laughs> all. Because people outside might fuck up what we're trying to tell you. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> they right. might mess up this brainwashing that we've <laughs> <Right>. got going. <laughs> right. Not that that's actually consciously what they're thinking, but. Yeah. So what did, did they ever, did they ever get into a place where they, I mean, I hate, I don't know how to ask this question because I'm sure with anything, it's never when you're out of it, you, you put different lenses on. So you see it completely different. And so, but when you're in it, was there an answer for every little, you know, you know, if you question something, it was it just like Christianity is today, right? That, you know, there's Timmy and I've talked about this. There's they, we don't like ambiguity or we don't like tension. So, you know, no matter what craziness we might, you know, posit, there's, something that you know there's there's we've got a we've got a something that we can you know that that there's a reason for that and right. there's a theology reason for that you know because there are no open loops because if there are it it kind of you know looks like you've got cracks in the foundation a little bit was it like that for you guys or i mean was there a lot of mental gymnastics going on at times from theologically to to figure out like you know like okay i hear what you're saying but that seems like a really circuitous a way of stretch. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it was or no? No, it was. In fact, we had a, a we had a college course called Difficult Scriptures. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> what if you failed oh, that class? Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. I mean, that was. And that's when it really started. You know, just the turmoil for me started with with school when I, you know, I'm sitting in these courses and I'm being taught this, and I'm like, it doesn't say that though. 
Uh-huh. Like, why are you telling me it says that? It does not say that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, again, I was afraid to, you know, sure. challenge the authorities, yeah. which were the men and the women who were, you know, teaching me. And so I just, you know, I absorbed, I absorbed it. And, um, you know, it just, there was no way around it at that point. That was the, one so. of the biggest struggles that, that I had. We talked about this at our, when we had coffee is the, 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 gymnastics the backflips the weird things that i had to come up with when something didn't make sense you know um and there was no explanation you know the secret things belong to the lord you know say that or you'd say well you know the mysteries of god you know and it was like yeah but that that doesn't make sense like that just doesn't make sense you know um yeah, that's that I would imagine in a in a in more of a cultish type um belief system, it's even more important to protect the narrative, to protect the the story that we're telling. Um Oh, yeah. it has to be, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it just if like it, everything falls apart, if not, mm-hmm. I mean if it if that's not true, then it's all bullshit. Right. 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 And being able to to you know, as you've maintained your faith or your spirituality while not sharing in that same evangelical right-wing culty type belief system, it's amazing how it just, it's like, I still have a foundation. I know you do too, but it's like, if, if something ends up not being true, it doesn't all crumble anymore. No, You know, it's not all held together by this thin thread. That's like, Oh, if that's true, then it's all a big joke. Right. It's like, no. To me, know? any of those tensions just just are interesting because I, in a lot of ways, I feel like, you know, I'm sure there's a certain balance between it, but it's like in people and understand in our world today that it's just a much more complex world than Christianity. Make. We dumb it down when we go and try to answer every little, you know, angle on something. And 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 there may be, like I said, ideas that that we posit to, you know, speak to something. But in the end, it's like in the end, just it's it'd be to me, it makes something more credible if you just say, I I don't know, you know, yeah. these are some options, but but I don't know in the end. And that's you know that it's almost like in a lot of ways, it it affirms the fact that you should keep on your journey and continue to seek. Yeah, you know, if you know all the answers, it's like well, you're done at this point. Well, not only that, think about it, Lance, if, if you don't have to seek anymore or you have it all figured out. So you're God or right in the sense of, on one sense, I guess we're all gods. If you look at it, we're created and all that stuff. (laughs) Um, But in the sense of, of an omniscient, all knowing, you know, creator of the universe, if you, this is what I struggled. If your religion has that figured out, like how right. great was this God? If you've got it right. figured out now, right? Like that just, that never really resonated with me either. Is that wait, it, like the God that you guys are teaching, it fits in this little bitty box yeah. all perfectly and neatly. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's possible no. for that to happen. You know, like right. God's oh, knowable and unknowable who, you know what I mean? I, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, can you put any human in a box? You can't. I well, mean, no. we're, we're constantly changing right. and growing, and right. So trying to figure us human, out, <laughs> that ain't which happening. is which is you know the same dynamics happening in a in a relationship, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're always finding new things out about the person, and 
And that's yeah. the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Is this every day, you know, you're uncovering new things. And and the person, like you said, Bambi, you know, there's there, we're changing ourselves. So yeah. we weren't the same person we were today that we were, you know, 10 years ago or five years ago. And yeah. and so we're uncovering and figuring ourselves out at the same time. I mean, that's that's just that's the real joy of life, oh, in my opinion. See, I just love it, that. I love being curious. And oh, I, I love I it. I had a date today, guys. Oh, you did. I did. I had you a did. date. Yeah. That's surprising. I don't want to say too much, but it was good. But uh, you know what I found fascinating about it is one, I was very curious about. Do you think her. she's listening to this show? I hope. I don't know. You guys have not. <laughs> do you guys have like a little code word? Like, no. Like, you share every yeah, time. Yeah. You know, Christine. like the yeah. weatherman plays with his ear or something. I don't know. What, you'll have if to... I do this, I've done that on TV before. You have? Um, oh, but no, my. like, I, what I what you just said resonated with me in, in the dating world is I. She was very curious about me, asking a lot of questions, um, which I loved, you know, and of course I'm, you know, I teach this kind of stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, you're asking me so many questions. You're asking me, and this is great. I feel very like wanted and uh -huh. you're, you're like, I feel all this stuff and I'm like, I need to ask you questions. So stop asking me. I need to ask <laughs> you, you know, and there's that, uh, right. the curiosity goes both ways and, and. I found it very uh, intellectually stimulating um, to be, you know, to have someone so curious and mm -hmm. vice versa. You know, I was very curious ab ab about her. And so I, I find that true with when it comes to God. I mean, I'm very curious, more curious now, frankly, than ever, ever was before, you know, because the box that I had got in and all neatly figured out, you know, blew up. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is world of spirituality and mm -hmm. for me to unpack and understand and and um yeah especially i geek out on you know spacex and nasa and all that <laughs> shit you know i'm checking in with the perseverance rover every yeah. day like what the fuck has he discovered today like yeah. i love that so i yeah. geek yeah. out on that stuff they just did the sounds on mars yeah and they you know they played the sounds that they were hearing on mars and it, i just love it you know yeah. i'm so fascinated yeah. Um, I'm always, I've always been really interested in, in watching the stars and just, um, I, there was a period of time where I saw falling stars every time I looked in the sky yeah. and I don't, I can't explain where it came from. It wasn't something that, you know, I was brought up doing, but whenever I get the chance to look at the stars, I will. And I mean, it just fascinates me and it tells me that I know somehow inside of me there's something more out yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like something there's beyond. something pulling yeah. me to that. Um, you know, there's no other explanation yeah. for it. So what was the turning point for you on from moving kind of out of from that to where you are today? And where are you today? What's your what's your position on spirituality and religion and faith and well, it, um really interesting story. So in nineteen ninety four, I was pregnant with my first son. Uh-huh. And, um, the church, the founder had passed back in like 86, there was another gentleman that was in, in charge and his son. And there were what they had, uh, they had, um, I think they called them evangelists. I can't remember exactly that all the titles, yeah. but some of the, the group of men in higher up in the church, um, started questioning our theology. Really? Yes. And, wow, uh, the prophets of the, they started, huh. yeah, wow. and they started, looking at, um, just reading the scripture for what it said mm -hmm. and, uh, took their findings to the leadership and said, we think we're wrong. 
I mean, for for a church to wow. say that, yeah. and especially you know one that had such strong, yeah. you know, beliefs and opinions about everything, it, it um, and they um, started changing the doctrine, okay, and it was more evangelical. And, oh, more mainline evangelical. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it became it, it, slowly. It, you yeah. know, it was it, it, it's you know it's un, like unpacking you know a, sure. a giant cargo ship. I mean, you've got there's so much that they had to undo. Yeah, and of course that created lots of um, you know dissension and splinter groups broke off and people started leaving and going yeah. here. And my um, ex husband's family. And my family, we were all a part of that church. And so it even... So you met your husband at church? I I met him at college. College, okay. Yeah. And I got that MRS degree. Yeah, you did. (laughs) Uh, But it just... um, So as soon as I started reading through the materials they were sending out, I'm like, okay, this makes more sense. Okay. This makes more sense to me. This feels right. And I just had this... um, I'd always had a really strong faith and belief um, in just, you know faith in believing that, you know, in whatever it was. And I knew that if we were wrong, I'd find my way back to what was right. right. And, you know, I was still in that right and wrong kind of belief Mm -hmm. system. Um, And so slowly, you know, like my entire family left, Um, my ex-husband and I left and um, there was just so much, we tried to stay in the local congregation, but even there, there was a lot of just people pulling both ways. They wanted it to go back to the way it was. And some people wanted it to progress quickly. And I said, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, at that point we had both of our boys and I wanted to, I wanted them to be raised in s- some sort of a, uh, re- you know, a yep. spiritual religious type thing. And so we found this when we found um, our our church in Olathe and our kids were raised there basically. Was that, um, was that Olathe Bible or something or what? No, it was Indian Creek community church. Oh, okay. I know yeah. where Indian Creek is. Yeah. yeah. What's the, what's that road? It's on a uh... black Bob. Black Bob. Yeah. 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 Carrie... yeah. Kendall. Kendall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good church. I went there a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was great. It was... My kids loved it. Yeah, he's a sweet it man. Was, yeah. yeah. We, um, and we, we loved our time there. Um, we finally got to a place though where I, or I, at least I did in, um, I was still married, but I just was like, you know, this isn't for me anymore. Kids were older and I just, it just, I was starting to hear and see things that still didn't sit right with me. Okay. And so, (laughs) and I was, and I was a part of the women's ministry too. I was, you know, I was in leadership in women's ministry and I mean, I was all in and then, and then it was just like, you know, I just, this just doesn't seem right to me. Um, And so I quit going. Like what kind of things were were there some big ones or it was more of a, um, because, uh, it, it just was more of a leadership style and so it wasn't theology. It wasn't theology at that point. It just okay. was, well, I should, I shouldn't say that there was this piece of, I got to a place where I felt like I didn't need someone to tell me how my relationship was supposed to be with God, mm-hmm. what it was supposed to look like and what I was supposed to do. And all of these things, I just got to this place where I was like, I just wanted the freedom to choose for myself what that relationship looked like. And I wanted to start exploring that. Which is scriptural, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. I mean, Was there anything kind of significant that you, I mean, that you'd be willing to share that you were kind of like, you know, I used to believe this and now 
when you say, to Timmy's point, when you're working, you know, working out your salvation, I realize it's a little different scripturally than probably what we're talking about here. But right. the idea is you're on your journey. What were some of those things where you really moved to position, you felt like? Well, I don't think that there's one way. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I don't think there's one way to connect with God. Wait, higher, you mean higher Christians power. are not the only <laughs> ones that are in touch you, with god you've really moved Whoa, to position coming from fucking <laughs> up this whole podcast no. <laughs> but coming from a church that was basically like hey you need to find one of us right to now you've got the opportunity to branch out to the larger community and now you're basically like even broadening your circle even more yes yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's and i and i tend to i i mean i meditate now um, what? I, I know, that That's was oh, we, like yoga was like you couldn't even. You, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. right. That yoga was, was the devil's it fitness, was, fitness it was. group. I love yes, yoga. It was, and it was like so. You know, just being able <laughs> fitness to. Group. <laughs> I love yoga now. <laughs> yeah. But um, just meditation, and it's more to me. It's more of a. It's just a connection, an ongoing connection. And um, what's your favorite yoga pose? Oh gosh. Child, Downward dog. Child's pose. Yes. <laughs> Me is Shavasana. Uh, I don't know all the fans. There, asleep. Oh, yes. Is that the one where you're just yeah. laying on your back? Oh, end. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes, funny. that is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's it's euphoric. Yeah. I find oh, yeah. I find yeah, when I do yoga, it's it's euphoric. With the right yoga teacher, yes, yeah. it can be. If very, you're doing the breathing right, yes. the stretches yeah. right, it it's it's pretty magical. Is yeah. that a, so for the, for the men, that's, I always tell Timmy, if you, there's, you know, pick up girls, it's a good place to go to yoga. <laughs> not, not, I mean, you, you gotta go on a regular basis, right? You know, it's not like you walk into a yoga class and hey, start ladies and, <laughs> you know, up? throw down your mat, but that's what, good. is it that way for women or no? Like no. if you see a guy in a yoga class and he's coming on a regular basis, you know, he's part, is it, is he kind of like. Or is it just like nothing special about yoga? It didn't matter if he was, you know, hanging out at the coffee shop all the time. Wouldn't matter. Is there? Well, I would say does I, yoga give I, it any cred? You know, I, or, the credit I give that uh, is, I'd be impressed with the flexibility because I mean, that's right. you know, it's like yoga <laughs> right. take. I don't have yeah. the ability to do half the poses yeah. in it for a guy. And it takes a lot of strength. Yes, oh and and for a guy to come in and be able to do a lot of oh, that. Those that women, they kick our ass away. in yoga. I mean, I'm yeah. like, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, you're done hot yoga. Yes. No, I but I've, I oh, oh, I've been in yoga rooms where it's kind of warm, but not hot, hot. Like, yeah. what do they call that? Uh, it's cert- hot yoga, right? Bikram, yoga. Bikram or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a, I think it's a certain style. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I've never done it. No, I, I it. did, awesome. and I really liked it. And I, I can't handle, like, um, saunas. Oh, okay. The, to, you know, I, I get claustrophobic yeah. in saunas. But the hot yoga wasn't super, super hot. It was hot enough that. You know, yeah. it relaxed the muscles. So that's the biggest yeah. piece of it that I, you know, I took away was like, it just yeah. really relaxed me. Yeah. You know, so. I'm kind of back, rewinding her a little bit, but one of the things I think is interesting and explore a little bit is there's, there's kind of like, I shouldn't say two there's in my mind right now, limited thinking and not thinking through this is not fully baked is there's kind of like two people, different groups of people in the world, right there. There's like those that are spiritual and those that are not like, you know, we're all of this place where we all came from faith and, believe strong theology and we've kind of moved, you know, different, but we've not lost our, you know, we're still tethered right. to that spirit. We're still, still people we're, of faith. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. We're still fierce. And there's other people that are just atheist and like, I don't believe there is a God. And, and it's interesting, like how, what is it about these, you know, us that are in this group? It's a little different with us because I feel like we've all been tied to the church. 
So you've had this foundation, but our theology has moved significant from where we are almost to the place where people, it wouldn't be uncommon for someone like us to be like, I just don't believe there's a God anymore. I'm not picking that up from many of us, but I guess, but there are people out there that believe that. And I'm just wondering what's the difference between those two groups of people? Why? Because both of us, we're probably empathetic to their arguments in some ways. They probably, maybe they're probably not as, I mean, so I'm trying to figure out, you can see where I'm wrestling with this. It's like, what is it? Because it'd be natural for us just to all kind of just fall off the cliff a little bit and be like, I just don't really believe in it anymore. It's not for me, but we're not, we're hanging on the edge still. So, so, and we've, and we've allowed ourselves the freedom to fall off the edge if we really wanted to, but we won't do it. So wonder what that, what it, what it is about us that's different than others that, that are just willing to take the plunge or if they were even up on the cliff, maybe they, according to a lot of the atheists that are out there that, that some people have a proclivity or it's innate to be more uh, entertained or interested in the magical, mystical, mythical, yeah. you know. And so maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe the, yeah. there's a hard wiring in yeah. those of us that maybe, you know, go, I just can't go atheist. Like, I clearly believe there's something. Yeah. Um, whereas some people can just completely let go of that. But but in the, in the end of the day, to, to me, I don't feel like where I was and where I'm going is to a place of atheism. For me, it's it's just a place of getting eradicating the 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 dogma. You know, I, I've left. The, it has to be this way, exactly this way. This is exactly how God is. This is exactly right. how you must behave in order to you know get to this the good place. Uh, you know, where I've just allowed myself to say, ah, you know what? I think God's way bigger than all of that. Yeah, I think I think. Um, there's to, to me, there's just no way there's not some supreme being. Oh, and so, I've, yeah, go no, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Okay. The other thing we were talking about earlier was I have to get my thought again. Oh, I think for individuals like us that have kind of moved to a different place, I don't want to say moved away, but we've, right. we've, we've evolved. That's probably the better way of saying right in our journey. Yeah. You know, going back to your story about your um, structure and all that, that, you know, your church, I think the part I struggle with the most, and maybe it's because of my history or background is, is I feel untethered now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, and what it, and, and what that, you know, when you described that earlier, it resonated with me in a good way that it's easier to go back to those structures because structure makes you you're in a system at that point you know what i'm saying and so when you when you start to challenge some of the beliefs that are in the system well now you've stepped outside and now you're feeling like you know you're an astronaut not tethered to the the ship anymore and you're kind of trying to figure yourself trying to figure out how to get back you know what i mean like like that's the one of the things i struggle with the most of my faith today is is what do i do with prayer you know what do i do with some of these spiritual disciplines that I felt like we're connected to a personal God in the past, you know, going to church on Sunday, you know, there's still things I believe in a community, being a part of community and all that, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like the church sets up, it's like being on a diet, right? It's easier to go read a book and it's like, these are the things you go to the grocery store and get, and here's the meal plan. I mean, it's like, all right, I can do, I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm, I'm doing this diet and you're losing weight and it's, you know, it's working for you. And so you, you believe in it and, and then you, 
you know, you get away from it and you're all just kind of piecing it all together. You don't have that system to kind of live within anymore, the structure. And I, that, that's the part I think that people like about it. And it's like the bumpers when you're bowling. Yeah. 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 What are you guys' thoughts on that? That's a good, that's a, that's an interesting thought, Lance. I, I can share a little bit in that sensing of like a fish out of water at first, you know, yeah. I mean, for me, it was, it was my life. Like it was, right. I didn't know anything other than that. It was, I mean, 30 years as an evangelical pastor. I mean, I wasn't just kind of in it. I was yeah. literally in the thick of it. It was my life. You even and, have long hair because you thought Jesus had long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, I feel so free now. I feel so, I was talking to someone about this today, that I feel so integrated, so authentic, so genuine, and so, like, it's it's a weird place to be, but... In that process, yes, there was, even now, a lot of my friends, man, they're still in that world, mm-hmm. you know, and we just kind of have an unspoken rule that, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about certain religious things because, you know, I know that they think what I think is, you mm-hmm. know, not in line with the scripture in their mind, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, they need to evolve more, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, we just, just we don't talk about it, but I I do value community. I yeah. do value spiritual teaching. You know, I do because you mentioned that thing before we actually uh, went to a commercial break, um, or maybe it was while we were on commercial break. But just talking about how you know what has kept us three in particular, just us our particular journeys, going away from that fundamental right-wing conservative background to a more open-minded spiritual background, like what kept us from going over the edge to become fully atheist. Yeah. And I did Lance, I, I contemplated it. I, I mean, I definitely, <laughs> I looked at it. You, you know? went, you went to the edge and looked down. I, I went to the edge and I looked over and I just, there was something in me that was like, that's not my path. Like, yeah, I am clearly going to be a person of faith. Yeah. I value some of the principles of Christianity still. Sure. Uh, I just don't buy all the teaching dogmatically as is 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 fact. Um, you know, I I look at things as allegorical or even mythical, uh, but there's a great lesson to be learned and taught and all that kind of stuff. So what about you, Pammy? What 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 has kind of kept you from going full on, fully uh atheist uh in, in your journey? Well, I think that um, part of it is just knowing that it's about love and and not saying that atheists can't or don't know love or what that is. But I think that for me, it's just that that piece of of knowing that love exists and it has to have come from somewhere. So whether that's from God or from a source or from, you know, something that connects us all mm-hmm. that's you know that's what that's what i meaning like, like that like that emotion maybe would like if we were just naturalistic beings that came up from the ground like are you saying that that love doesn't seem like an emotion that would have naturally come about 
maybe that was implanted in the hardwired into us or something not, like we're not necessarily. I mean, I do believe it's one of our natural states. Mm-hmm. I think love, peace and joy are natural states for us. And I think that, you know, everything that we encounter and the things that we've been through in our life, you know, bring and what we've been taught, you know, bring all those other emotions into it. So, yes, I guess in, in a sense that, you know, that love is a foundation for all of us. And that to me is the connection. That's the, that's the connecting piece more so than is there a God? Is there, you know, something like that. But I, Did yeah, you I struggle mean, with the, the, and I asked this because I struggle with it. So not that you have to struggle with it, but did you struggle with, is this, it, it, am I right? Or, like, am I, am I backsliding? It's like, were, were, were oh, you yeah. initially kind of like, oh my gosh, am, am I, I let the devil get a foothold yes. on my mind. Oh, the, there was a lot of undoing of sure. um, beliefs and, you know, stories that I had grown up being told about who I was and how I was, you know, to behave in those kinds of things. So yes, at first, when I first started, um, right out of, you know, this, this shift that the church went through, I decided that I was going to read the Bible. I'd never, I mean, I'd gone to school, you know, Bible school, but I had never read through the entire Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And so I decided on my own that I was going to do this, but I set, I set it out like I'm going to find God's love in every chapter. That was like, I just, that was why I was reading it. It was just, you know, because I knew that it was about love and I was like, I'm going to find God's love in every chapter. And believe it or not, I did. And whether or not it said the word, but it was, it was there. And so from that point, I was like, okay, it, it's there. That's what it's about. It was never meant to be about religion. It was always meant to be about love. And for me, that was, you know, I could take that and I could move through those difficult times of like testing the waters and testing something new. And, and, you know, I grew up not saying a swear word. Like we, mm-hmm. I didn't even say gosh, like we weren't allowed to say anything that like close that. Close to the it, other thing. Yes, That's like your fart yes. word. What was it? Pert, not fart. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We, ha- we couldn't say fart. Yeah. I mean, no, see, but that was more, that was see, more, alone. that was more mom's, you know, like yeah. properness, like she, yeah. you know, yeah. but, um, so you know, just I can't say fart. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I say fuck? Can I say shit? <laughs> so you know, just saying like, gosh. I mean, when I first started saying gosh or yeah. you know things, I remember I was taking my kids to school one day, and a car, you know, did one of those tried to pull out in front of me, and yeah. I was like, what the hell? And my boys were in the back, and they're like, oh, mom, you just swore. Oh and I was yeah. like, yeah, I sure did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, but it was, you know, so you're those damn things. right, boys. Those kinds of things, you yeah. know, in our are you a swear today or not? Oh, hell yeah. Oh really? She yeah, fucking yeah. swear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I never forget when my kids were little. So my ex now, my ex, but we were, they were little, <laughs> and of course I'm a pastor, right? And my son or my daughter, one of them said shit or whatever, and they yeah. were like, like that. I said, guys, it's fine. It's just a word, right? And they're like, well, what, what are the words? What are the bad words? And yeah. I literally, I was like. Shit, fuck, damn, hell. Like, <laughs> right. I just went down the list. All right. <laughs> and then my kids were just like. That That yeah. honestly was kind of one, I, now that you say that, it reminded me, 
you know, where in scripture does it say those were, well, you know, that I'll was, you I mean, where. early on, that was kind of one of the things that I was like, well, nowhere like that, that makes you know that you're imposing some of your, you know, Western values and thoughts onto right. this text. Yes, it was the don't take God's name in vain. Well, and so yeah. it didn't matter that even if you were, you know, weren't actually saying any kind of, you know, yeah. version of God, if you did say shit or fuck, you were, I mean, that's like, oh my gosh. I mean, that was like so yeah. over the top. And I, and I remember having that conversation with my kids too. And I'm like, look, they're just words. It's the intent behind the word right. yeah. that you need yes. to be careful of. Yes. You know, if you're calling someone an effort, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're, you know, those, <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff, right. that's different than yeah. just saying it because you stubbed your yeah. toe. And I mean, there's some societal that, things, right? Like yeah. you don't go in, you, you, you just, if you're with another, you know, with right company, you know, exactly, you know, yeah. you don't be dropping yeah. the socially acceptable, socially yeah. acceptable. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, so that's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, um, again, I think we talked about this off camera, so I want to talk about it now. The the part of the transition, and I, I can't speak for Lance, but I know for me, part of the transition uh, or evolution of my faith. My faith oddly has gotten stronger and my love for God has grown exponentially. It's just the idea of this is God. And and yeah, it's like, the dogma. Yeah, the dogma. Like this is God. I it's it's like now that that's all removed, it's like oh my gosh, I see love in so many more things. That's not proper English, but I see God in, in the world more and in creation and in nature. And, right. in, you know, I find that so beautiful. But I think that's the part I struggle with when I was saying earlier about being untethered is like, where are the boundaries now? Where are the bumper guards? Is everything, is it just now, is it a free for all? You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like where do I, where, you know, for lack of a better word, where does the line now, is drawn between that's you know this and sin and where you know obviously going out and killing someone but i mean sure those are in my mind i'm talking about more moral issues or you know i mean like those are legally wrong too right, even right. you know that's the part i think that i struggle with is just the system allowed you to have some boundaries and now i don't know that there aren't any yeah Lance, so here take this red pill <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's the constraints. It, it, yeah. Uh, removing all of those from. Yeah. The, right. The, I, well, like being, I share that like you. sexually, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, for us all three growing up, right. It was like, you probably were sexually moral and pure because of our relationship with yeah. God and felt and guilty every time every I masturbated. Time. <laughs> right. And by the way, I heard a story this week on somebody who masturbated and they killed himself because of the church. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like um, that didn't surprise me, man. Yeah, they. Oh, it was the Atlanta shooter. Oh, shit. yes, Michelle. Okay. Was, he okay. was talking about this. She, okay, listen, I, I'm, I'm curious. So I, you know, you know, what we're talking about, yes, right? Yeah. So I, I saw the news stories, and I'll be honest. Like when I first saw the, you know, the, the background, yeah. I was like, well, those are happy ending massage parlors. Okay, that was my first thought. So I was like. Yeah. Because I just know Asian yeah. massage typically can mean yeah. not always, not always, but typically it can, you know, yes. at least that's what I've been told. <laughs> um, so when I saw the picture, I was like, what nut job went into a happy ending massage place and started fucking killing people? 
So I I literally know nothing about the story. So I, I don't Lance, what what I what don't happened? know. I don't know if this is true or not. So you have to verify it on your own. But I heard that he uh grew up in a very strict Christian home and um struggled with masturbation. Now I don't know what the connection was between that and in this, I mean, I, I kind of made the connection that you did. Maybe right. there was something going on there with that or or he was having sexually impure thoughts about the women there or something. I'm widely conjecturing. You know, this is right. speculating big time here. But they had. They this were, might be all completely false right. and bullshit. <laughs> we're just thinking but, out loud but, here. You know, this will take you down a rabbit, yeah. rabbit uh, hole on when you get it's on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and so just that he felt so bad about it and he was having a rough time and he went and shot these, these places up. There was some sort of connection there between that. Wow. And it's not a stretch for me to understand how the church can put that burden on someone emotionally. Well, I mean, we share a, a common friend. Um, but it's okay to mention his name, Grant Wood, who's a, a, one of the best counselors um, I know of, especially here in Kansas City, from Resonate uh, Family Counseling Services. And he said that uh, his biggest clientele are former evangelical Christians, yeah, and they are riddled with mm-hmm. guilt and shame yeah. from life mm-hmm. you know and so where is the I, you know i struggle with that early on and now i don't and i don't know i wish i could really quantify it you know i just i remember initially like you know because at least that's the way i was taught right well if you don't have god then you can just do anything you just kill anybody right. and do, like you're gonna like that's what right. you're gonna do like right. now that you're not a christian you're gonna fucking just kill everybody right and it's like no and i told you this lance i'm more moral yeah now and a per way i mean way more concerned about right living if you will than ever before so it's almost like your conscience now is much more you know tender is not the right word but just you know what i'm saying like before it was something outside of you scripture even though that influenced your your conscience it's it seems like now your conscience is more of your compass you know what i'm saying which when i let go of the stupid stuff Right, the, the yeah. no cussing, no masturbation, no sex before you're married. I'm like, fuck all that. That's bullshit. That's all bullshit. You know, clearly, I mean, clearly, that's all bullshit. You know, I, I and I did a whole. I taught on this years ago, but you know, in the church, they taught you know if you don't have sex until you're married, you'll have a blessed marriage. That's that's fucking, a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that's like that's not right. true. Yeah. Right. Because that what that's saying is that anyone that had sex before they're married, then their marriage is bullshit. Like that. Right. And, and like you have to be, I, I had someone else tell me this. I actually had a little quasi debate with someone. They said, well, you can't have a, a, the, the marriage that God intended if, if God's not the center of the marriage. I'm like, so basically what you're saying is that everybody that's not spiritual or not a Christian, th- their marriage right. is not like, I, th- I, that's I, so crazy. Now I believe God can be an integral part if that's your connection, you know, yeah. if God's important to you. God's important to me. Great, it, but it's the same as like if tennis is important to you and tennis is important to right. me. By the way, when we're going to play tennis, I know we got to play tennis. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a common denominator. Yeah. So in that, yes, I think God plays a role. But if you're atheist and I'm atheist, well, do you think though that that there is a sphere of flourishing, if you want to call it that, and one can get outside of that? Meaning, you know, you can you can not eat healthy all the, you know, you can go to McDonald's and throw back the cheeseburgers and all, you know what I mean? And the way that we're, you know, made, it requires a certain level of living to feel good. 
Yeah. And so I guess I'm just using that as an example, Ooh, make yeah, it, you know, good. so it's like, is it okay just to go out and have sex every single night or, or, or is there going to be a place where you're, <laughs> it sounds like fun. Timmy's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm testing that theory right now. <laughs> you know, that's funny because I, I, and I'm, I really want to get Pammy on this one because so where I'm at is I find that I do find that empty. Now, you know, I'm a normal yeah. guy. I have stories like whatever. You know, when I yeah. first got single, I lived the way ever I lived. But I find myself as I've become more and more integrated or more and more connected, yeah. more and more whole, more and more at peace with my spiritual journey. I find that lifestyle just for me. I don't find it wrong. Like I wouldn't judge you, no. anybody for doing that. Like yeah. I just wouldn't. Right. But that's because Pammy not, might be living that lifestyle right, right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pam, yeah, Pammy might be living that way. I, but I just didn't find it fulfilling. And and in fact, again, this is not this is about me. I'm this is no reflection on anybody that's living any other way. For me, I found it um uh, like not eating healthy. I found it to be uh, going against what I needed to do yeah. to feel full. Does that make sense? In other yeah. words, it was like I was cheating on my diet. Yeah whenever i was living kind of loosely yeah. it's like a violation of your your, your wiring yes like i'm you know you can't run a, you can't take a car and and run it with pedal to the metal all the time it's right. going to fall up it's just not made for right. that right and that's for me i just got to a place where like okay that was what it was right um now i i want to be different yeah i approach to meeting people yeah and getting to know someone and then intimacy comes you know when i really like someone and they really like me and that mm -hmm. kind of a thing rather than you know hey how are you doing let's get naked you know like right it's just i don't find that uh, conducive for for me what about you pammy what i mean how long have you been single well i've been divorced for 11 years okay so and i've had so wow you have some fucking stories i bet <laughs> are all men douchebags or just some of them or just no. a couple of them there's a few out there. Yes, okay. there are a few out there, but, um, we, we need help y'all. Yeah. <laughs> There's good guys out there too. I'm learning that. So, um, so I, I went through a period of promiscuity, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, after my divorce, I don't living ever, free. Yes. I had only ever been with one person. Yeah. Um, and so in, you know, I was a virgin when I got married. So I, you know, that was all I knew. And there was that sense of freedom and it was just, you know, I was exploring and trying, you was know, it, empowering? Just, it was very empowering. Yeah. And mm. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it really was a lot of fun. Um, but I'm with you now, you know, I, I want connection with someone. Yeah. And I think Amen. you can't, yeah. you know, yes, you can, you can sleep with whoever you want to sleep with and, you know, you can have sex whenever you want to have sex, but if what I want is connection with someone that doesn't fit into what I want. And so why would I do that? Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. and that's the piece for me that I just, I know what I want, you know, yeah. I want, I want to find a life partner. Like I want someone to, to spend, you know, all the rest of my adventurous life with, and it's not, you know, one night stands. So mm -hmm. that, you know, that's where I'm at with it. And yeah. it's just, and I'm okay with that. You and know? I think you had to do that. And I'm guessing, I, so I would say this about myself. I had to go through that to get to where I am today. It, you know, that way there is no curiosity. I did it. Right. I lived it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's actually not what I want. Yes. That's, that's just not the life for me. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm with you. I mean, it took, it took me coming to a place of like peace with who I am 
and, um, you know, acceptance of who I am to get to that place of it's okay. It's okay to, to choose, you know, and hold out for that connection versus, you know, the other way. And, and it, and and that feels normal to me. You know what I mean? Whereas the, the other, let's have fun. Let's go do that. Like that felt normal and good at the time, but now that doesn't feel normal. Right. It it doesn't, it doesn't align with, you know, Mm -hmm. the vision that I have for my life. So what's your, uh, this is kind of like, a segue to a playful part of the question, but like, how do I say, cause we've talked about this before. Like all of us have like our, our kind of go-to playing card, our, our strength, you know, that we think, you know, that, that, you know, it's not, and, and might be physical, but it's, it's like the way that you're going to attract a guy. What's, what's, what's that for you? What's your, what's the, what's the card that you play? Like for me, I'll give you an example to kind of, for me, it was always, you know, high energy, very curious, you know, um, can be, you know, live in the logical, have fun thinking world, but also can be kind of just fun. And for, you know, like I'm kind of balanced in those both ways, but, and those are all things that I have found success with in the past. And I like about myself. So of course, whenever I was meeting someone, those were the cards that I played because, so what are those for you? Um, that is a really good question. <laughs> She's like, well, Low cut like- <laughs> dresses, skirts. Right. <laughs> You're looking at this. Do I need anything else, Lance? Uh, because connection is yeah. you know, so important to me. I think, and I don't know if it's a good card, you know, if it's a good card or a bad card. I don't <laughs> right. know. Well, my my it's it's depth. It's you know, yeah. I don't, I don't stay on the surface long with anybody, any relationship. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not the, you know, how's the weather yeah. kind of person. Oh, yeah. I want to know who you are. Yes. And that I think is, you know, when I meet someone and when I, you know, I ask that question, yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah. Like what, because I want to get to that heart of it. There's no point in wasting time, yeah. you know, with some, you know, there's part of the the curiosity and getting to know someone. Sure. Yes. Yeah. But there's also this, like, I want to really know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so I, and I mean, that's to me, that's, I'm just, you know, I'm in, I'm a good listener, yeah. you know, first date. Um, I'm a good listener and, and I want to connect and I want to ask questions. Um, what are some but, of the go-to questions that you ask? If I, if, if I was recording all your first dates and I went back, what, <laughs> oh what are the, goodness. what are the common sentiment sentiments that you've asked or, or questions wow. you've She's like, what are you it's, packing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my book out. Make sure it's in. <laughs> oh, um, well, you know, I think on, on a first, it, normally I ask those questions since I've been on dating. Yeah. Before I'll ask those questions. Yeah. Good for you. you. Before Before we even meet, because you know, if we don't have that common, I asked, I asked a guy, um, recently and I, I took a screenshot of the conversation because it was just so telling to me. (laughs) Oh no. I said, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself and what are you looking for in a relationship? And his response was, I don't know what I'm looking for in a relationship. And honestly, I don't think anybody that does will ever find what they're looking for. And oh, I, wow. and I, and it was just, I, it, what a, I'd be wow. like, delete. And, yeah, right. And, well, uh, he deleted me before I could delete him oh. because my, <laughs> <laughs> my response to him was, I don't think you can find what you're looking for, you know, yeah, unless you right. know, I mean, you're not right. going to go out and 
you know, go shopping for a car. Yes. If you don't know, oh, I want a truck. Yeah, I, want a yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just surprise me. Surprise me. Right. Grow on me. You know. <laughs> right. I mean, no, no. You don't do that. So. Right. You know, but yeah, it just yeah. it it kind of it, that's I can weed out a lot of yeah you know people that way. It's just if they can't go if they can't go deep with me or yeah. you know it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be deep, but it's just like what do you want? Like I love to golf. Like that is oh, okay. that is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, and so I can yeah, see I mean, you golfing. You know, yeah, I just if I pretty good. I have been practicing for okay. five or six years now. And every time I get out on the course, I'm still practicing. Okay. So now yes. do you like, w would that be a good date to go on a thing or are you oh, like, yeah, okay. It would be a blast. Cause some people may be like, eh, I don't, I want to be out on the course, you know, with a date. I mean, after you're dating or something, maybe, but I, I wouldn't care. Yeah. You know, honestly, like, that, <laughs> like me, happy that would Gilmore. Be, that right. Would <laughs> right. <laughs> it might tell you a lot about the guy. Like, yeah, I think like so. he hit their house. He right. didn't even go up to him. What an asshole. He had 12 balls. Right. Weird. Right. I saw him digging through my bag. <laughs> yeah. That's, so uh, what what interests you? What when you go on a date, mm -hmm. um, assuming that there's been some that have kind of caught your attention, what was it that caught your attention? Was it the depth? Like if they were able to have a deep conversation or talk about something other than what they had for lunch, <laughs> is that like, is that like foreplay for you? It, it is, it is. And someone who's also interested and asks a lot of questions and wants to know who I am. Yeah. So again, it goes back to that connection. It's like, yeah. you know, is I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I won't have a second date with someone who just, you know, wants to talk about the chiefs, even though I love the chiefs, you right. know what I mean? Like right. it, you have to talk about more than that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So what's your, what do you feel like one of the questions that, well, two things, well, I got two questions for you. Um, do you feel like you know yourself or, or based on who Pammy is today, I realize you don't know yourself in the future, but what percentage would you give to how well you know yourself today? And then, an offshoot of that question is what do you feel like your unfair advantage is? And I use that term loosely, meaning like you're not like in competition with all these other girls and it's like, you know, take a back seat, ladies. This is what you're up against. But but deep down internally, even though you may never speak it, even though you're going to tell the millions of listeners that we have on right. our podcast, because this is the number one <laughs> show on the internet. World. Um, what do you what is your unfair advantage that that you feel like you have? Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to ask me the first question again. Yeah. Then the first question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm great at this. I like that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> the first question was just how well have you, oh, because of the divorce and all I that, have you gotten to know yourself? Right. Because um, I think that's super important in dating. Is, it is. And I, and I would say I, I mean, if I have to put a percentage on it, 95%, I don't, I mean, yeah. I know there's always okay. going to be things about yeah. myself. Sure. I, you know, yeah. I discovered. But you feel like you've got a good handle on I who do. Pammy is. I do. I do. And that, you know, I think that the unfair advantage is that I know what I want. Mm. I think because Look out, fellas. a lot of, a lot of women, don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I literally wrote it down, like everything yeah. I, I'm down, down to like, down to um shoe size <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly yes oh, i mean it, it to me it's it's important i mean i i i mean i'm 53 years old i've i yeah. you know i'm you've lived some life i've and, lived life yeah. and i and i know what i want and so 
I think that's, I think that is an advantage. Um, you know, I, I love match. You get to the end of the, the people that are in your feed and it says you have high standards. And I always say, yes, I do. Because it says, do you want to change your, oh. your search, you know, options yeah. to widen? And I'm like, nope. Yeah. Because this is what I'm looking for. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, is it, is it, does it make it more challenging? Absolutely. Sure. There are fewer people out there. Yeah. But that just means that, you know, yeah. I'll know yeah. when I know. Yeah. Timmy know? and I've talked about this and I read an article a long time ago. I still need to send it to you, but it was about the fact that. <laughs> I'm terrible at these. I so feel, what at, is this article like, you need to give me? I feel like you're looking at me saying, it cut right off at a mat, and I'm supposed to go, nation. <laughs> and you're like, well, that was perfect, that man. Was Imagination. Perfect. On, um, the article basically was saying that when you, um, you've, you've thought about this person for so long that even though they're a complete stranger to you, they've shown up now and they're a part of your life and you're so and, and it's like they've you've known them forever you make that instant connection with them very quickly and even though and you even say to them i feel like we've known each other forever right and it's because <laughs> I had that happened today you did okay like, i feel like i already know you well and in my mind i was like lance told me about an article you, about that <laughs> that's, you that's a said, good thing you're you imagining me you should have <laughs> said you have you've been imagining you've been me for a long me. time <laughs> I didn't even know this, but I've been missing you. But Pam even <laughs> said, you know, you are very, you're very specific down to shoe size and everything, which which I think is one of the, the challenges that's, that people have, right, is, well, we talked about this in one of our yeah. shows, not overdoing it where you're, you know, it's like, well, you're not, so a, you're a nine and a half. Mm, I was imagining a nine or a 10, <laughs> you know, right? I'm not going to go any lower than an eight or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, but anyway, what are your, whatever have you, you said you've thought out this, you've done a good job of thinking this person out. Like, can you imagine this person in your mind? And, and if you can, I, I'm interested, like, can you describe them to us? Oh yeah. Um, well, um, yes, I've, I've he's a podcaster. He's <laughs> <laughs> She's like very specific, right? Uh, blonde hair. He drives a white Honda Accord. It's not too plush. It's not the it's not the sport version because I want to know he's good with money. But he's not cheap and buying the value edition. The windows are tinted, but not illegally. There's <laughs> little purple purple light underneath. Yeah, right. he's, right. he's running neons, yes, yes, yes. and he's got. Yeah. Uh, anyway. No, it's more uh, things like um, kindness and mm. generosity. So um, more like character can, traits. Ca and character traits, things. Thing, um, you know, someone who has a great relationship with their parents and their siblings and their children, yeah. their ex, you know, a, yeah. um, you know, has a steady job or, you know, yeah. a, a, a actually job. <laughs> not, not a, a job. Right. I was very specific in someone who is, you know, who um, is successful in yeah. their career and enjoys their career. So it's more of a, like a state thing for me. Like, is this person happy? Are they, um, are they, uh, confident? Are yeah. they, you know, uh, are they philanthropic? Are they, okay. you know, this kind of thing, but also like someone who plays golf, uh, yeah. you know, and, and, or willing to learn or willing to learn. Yes. Right. Or drive the golf cart, you know, right. I mean, whatever, right. whatever <laughs> right. works. 
but things like that, but also, you know, things like monogamy. I yeah. mean, you know, a lot of people don't even think about that on their list, you know, as far as the non-negotiable list of yeah. monogamy. Um, and I didn't for the longest time. And then it was like, well, why wouldn't I want that? You know, yeah. you know, because it's important to me. Yeah. Um, spirituality, you know, yeah. someone who's spiritual, but not necessarily religious. I, I mean, That's I'm such not, a tender balance. it is so oh, hard. Yeah. In fact, I, um, I chatted with a guy on Bumble and, you know, I asked him the same questions I asked, you know, what are you looking for? And he came back and his answer was, you know, I, you know, Jesus and I want to, you know, the, the, you know, all the, and everything was very, very, um, yeah. Religious, like it yeah. overly. And, and I, yeah. and I it was said, like religion, religiosity at his best. Like I've yes. heard the same thing. Anyone, yeah. You know, the, he wants the woman in his life to be a part yeah. of, I want a know. Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> <laughs> something, something close that's to that. That's terrible. But it was, that's like it, a red flag to me. Oh, like that's a right. red flag it when is, they, when is, they go oh. into that religious, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't mind, like, my date today, you know, she was, like, Christ, she's Christian, but spiritual, open-minded. And I, and I literally said, <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because, you know, if you were not spiritual, yeah. like, that would be just. Because you just went from you know, hot to not if yeah, you were. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd just be a difficult, that'd be a yes. difficult road, yeah. Yeah. right? Absolutely. You know, if, if, yeah. if someone's like, you know, yeah. It just is. Very fundamental in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, my response to him was, it sounds like your, you know, spirituality is very important to you. And I'm just going to let you know up front that, you know, I don't consider myself, I don't label myself and, you know, I am, I'm a spiritual person, but it sounds like, you know, because that's so important to you, that might, might not, might not sit well with you or whatever, <laughs> I you know, might yeah. blow your you know, mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and he came back and he was, he was grateful that I was upfront about that. And he said, you're right. It's very important to me. And, you know, I wish you the best. And I'm like, good luck to you too. You know I mean? It's yeah. just, but those are the, you know, did the you things. say God bless? <laughs> <laughs> Lance, God, someday God, you'll be in my head and those things will just happen. You but I, like, <laughs> and encourage you yes. go in peace, my child. My, my, my humor, I think I'm pretty funny, honestly, yeah. but it comes delayed. And ah. it's like, after I send the message, like two minutes yeah. later, I'll be like, oh, I could have said that. And it would have been yeah. so funny. Yeah. yeah. Could have sent him yeah. a verse. <laughs> John 4, 16. That is yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. 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 That's, that is definitely, um, I, I feel that whatever is important to you, whatever it is, if it's, you know, diet, nutrition, spirituality, yes, yeah. religion, whatever it is, that should be on your list of what you're, you're looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I was like, what's he doing that for in the middle of the show? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like, um, fist bump. <laughs> I thought you were trying to fist bump me. Um, I just need a little something. Like, like that was a good word to me. Like, yeah, yeah that's, I'm like, okay. Uh, okay. That's the first time we fist bumped on yeah. the show, but like, like if, you know, if you were a vegan, then yeah. not that someone, right. It's but if this guy's like, a, but, where's the steak? Right. I think that that could cause a challenge. Yes. And just like for, if someone's really, really into whatever it is, you know, if they're, if, if someone likes to be outside and then someone's like, no, I don't oh, like to go outside. Yeah. I want to stay inside. I want to watch Netflix all the time. Oh, yeah. like we're just on two different paths. Not that you're a bad person for not no. wanting to go outside or right. you're bad for wanting to go outside or that you wouldn't but ever. It's not compatible. Right. right. It's just not compatible. Yeah. Yeah. And so the religious piece, you're right. There's nothing wrong with someone being religious. No. That's fine. If that's working for you, it makes you a better person. Awesome. 
you should probably find someone that shares that absolutely that perspective yeah. Yeah. which is the part about you got to know yourself yes which is yes. really important well, and be okay with yourself yeah it, it took me a fist while bump. To be, yeah that, that's a fist bump <laughs> but to be okay with yourself and i know that you you talked about that um when we talked over coffee that it, being okay with your spiritual journey and working through all that guilt and shame and getting to that place of freedom like yeah like i don't know everything there is to know about god and i'm okay with that yeah and i'm okay with what i think i believe or what i think i know like i'm okay with it i don't feel any guilt any shame like you know is hell real i don't know maybe maybe not i have no like there's nothing in me that's like oh i should know right it's okay like i'm okay i'm okay Absolutely. not knowing but and I think, you know, we were talking earlier about um, just the idea of the the cliff. Yeah. And you know, Briar Cliff. <laughs> not Briar Cliff. <laughs> we don't want that cliff falling off. Uh, just you know, being tethered to something. Yeah. And and I and I wonder if part of the uh, you know, like where you're at, Timmy, is you've come to a place of peace with who you are. Yeah. And you're living from that space of peace and you're living from that space of happiness and you're living from that space of love because that's where you are and that's who you are. Does that then, is that then your tether, yeah. you know, what I mean? versus, right. you know, instead of, huh, uh, you know, some kind of a, a, you know, God or a source or whatever, yeah. but is the tether, oh. the, the choices you're making from where you're living from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, and that's, that's really good. You know, that's, that's profound. That is profound. <laughs> Once in a while. Yeah, no, Once that's really good. No, I would say, yes, that is the more I've come to know myself and not believing just what I'm told to believe, but, but you know, how I understand either the scriptures or how I understand whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. The gosh. I and mean, when you have peace with, and this, the way I look at it is when you have peace with who you are, then, you know, the morals, the, you know, those guidelines that we mm -hmm. had, you know, growing up, you know, parents told us to do this, don't do that. It was for our safety. It was for protection. And then, you know, you, you start learning that you don't necessarily need those guidelines, but the more, the morality of living and living, you know, out of the kindness for other people, living for other people, yeah. that it the the guidelines come from that space of love and peace. Mm -hmm. See, it does, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's more of a, it's that's the space you're living from. Therefore, I mean, you're going to have more compassion for people. Right, you're going to see things differently. You won't see, you know, necessarily, you know, I I've come to a place where I can have compassion for the shooter. Mm -hmm. as yeah. much as I can have compassion yeah. for the, for yeah, we've talked who, about that. Like this person this. didn't wake up just born and right. But like what has gone on in their life for the last 20, 30 years, whatever right. it is, that's gotten them to this place. Right. We talked about that with the people yeah. that stormed the Capitol. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like what, you know, they just don't wake up and like, well, let's go to DC and storm the Capitol. Like, you know, it's like, there's a thoughts that, it, you know, that been, been planted in them and yeah. there's, and there's been life experiences that they've had and, you know, it's all leads up and here they are at the steps of the Capitol, you know, and it's like you, 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 you don't agree with it. You don't condone it, but you, you have to be, you know, empathetic toward under, you know, thinking that 
these people were just babies like I was. Yeah. You know, why did we take such different paths? Yeah. And that's the, 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 the perspective, at least how my life has changed, is rather than living from a place of fear of hell or fear of angering God or a fear of a smaller mansion, you know, or, or, or a fear of less <laughs> uh, jewels right. in my crown um, or fear of the devil. Uh, <laughs> the lake of fire. Like, yeah, like oh. literally I have zero. We need Pammy on when we talk about the thief of the night video. Oh yes. You'd be good on yeah. the, you... that old movie that was We'll talk about that. Yeah, later, we'll talk that. I just don't live from a place of fear anymore, which is why I think I so resonate with the person of Jesus because, you know, Jesus was moved with compassion. Yeah. Jesus, it, he was never, he was never, that's what's wild. And this is literally coming to my brain right this second. But he never, he didn't live from a place of fear. He lived no. from a place of abundant love and faith. And so when I think about Jesus is the way, you know, mm. I don't interpret that as no, he is actually the way, like you have to actually say his name in a prayer. No, no. I think what Jesus was teaching was like, no, this is the way to live like I'm living, yeah. which is full of faith and compassion and right. love right. towards everyone, the planet, and just living that way. Not, hey, guys, I'm starting a fucking religion, and, like, here's what we got to do. I know I'm not Christian, but I want you all to be Christians. Like, I don't think that that's – Jesus had, no, in my opinion, he had no idea that people were going to take this and turn it into some fucking religion. Um, but so when I look at Jesus, I look at – yes, I want to emulate Jesus, not because that gets me to heaven. It's because that's the better way to live a human life. Mm -hmm. In how I see it, right? Mm -hmm. it's it, a life of love. Like you talked about earlier, that life is energy. God is love. We were taught that in Sunday school, right? God is love. That's it. Like, just stop right there. Quit with all the other stuff that you're trying to say that you think you know, that you don't know, with all the mysterious writings and that are ancient. <laughs> like, stop with all that stuff. And let's just stick on that one point, that love is mm -hmm. the answer. And, and that's what we should be vibrating at all times for all people. And again, that's, I love Jesus, man. I mean, just his whole, everything about him, who he hung out with, you know, he just did all the things that the religious people got Twitter painted about, you know, they got their panties in a wad over what Jesus was doing. And I'm like, that's, that's the dude right there. Like that's, you know, if right. I'm going to get in trouble with anybody, I want to get in trouble with the religious people, you know, rather than, um, everyone else, you know, yeah. Yeah, the 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 love piece um that's that to me that's that's it. I think as long as we can love each other, love God, love ourselves. When when we I I'll be honest, when when I hear you guys say, you know, it's all about the love, I feel like there's so much there that's not unpacked that I'm not hearing. Because because it's not that I don't agree with what you're saying. It yeah. just feels so broad that it's like, it's just about love, man. Come on. You know? And I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm like, you know, I'm just, yeah, I'm like, I'm like too intellectual to be like, 
yeah, but what's that mean? Like, you know, for me, and I'm interested if this, if you guys have the same kind of nuance on why that, you know, as I'm trying to interpret my, I'm trying to put meaning on the words that you guys are saying. For me, I've, I've, you know, growing up conservative evangelical Christian, you know, homosexuality was looked at was wrong. And, and just, you know, talking about, I mean, when I hear about someone who wants to walk into a massage parlor, if it's true and shoot the place up because the church has, you know, shamed him for masturbating, or I watched the Imagine Dragons, you know, lead singer. He was, um, there's a documentary out there on him for the growing up in the Mormon church. And, and they, he, he put this whole documentary together on how Mormons commit suicide more than any other religion because, you know, and it's, it's not, I mean, that's all I have to say is just that, right? It's like people know why, because they have such a high the standard, the guilt and the shame and, and, you know, people that are homosexual in that they, they're just like, I don't know what to do with these feelings that I have. And I'm in this church and, and I'm going to be ostracized, you know, and he, it's a fascinating documentary. And, and, you know, and then I, I listen to, uh, I mean, I have friends that are homosexual, but I listen to shit town, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Have you, have you heard that? No, it's, Oh, it's, Oh, it's fascinating. Oh, gosh, it's it probably, it, there's like a couple podcasts that put podcasts on the map and it's so, one so of besides them. us. Well, that right, <laughs> right. Besides us. Right. It's one and two. And we're like number three, right. but it's about <laughs> this guy and I won't, you know, spoiler alert. I mean, they, you got to listen to it. It'd be fascinating to just listen to it and then come back and talk about it. But, yeah. but he goes, you know, he, he's a redneck genius. And I mean, and that ought to, that ought to be enough teaser for you to like, when you hear him, you're going to be like, this is a redneck, but you're going to be like, this dude is freaking brilliant. Like, but a good community, like communicates in a down home kind of like, you're, it just, I was drawn in immediately. Yeah. Just listen to the intro in 15 minutes and you'll either love it or you'll be like, okay, and you won't stop listening. Yeah. But, you know, he struggled with something and then and then later had problems because I don't want to give it away. But when I hear those things, I think the church has just gotten it wrong. That, that you know, I it was uh, when Michelle was telling me about the shooter, I think it was her that was telling me. And I was like, when is the church going to step up and realize that we've gotten it wrong? We're, we're, you know, Jesus never would have had us killing, you know, people killing themselves. Right. They would have said something's not right here. Yeah. You know, whether whether or not you treat, you know, we're teaching right and wrong or morality or not, the fact that you would want to take your own life or kill others because of the shame is, and I realize there's other things that go into that. We've all felt the same thing and we're not out shooting up massage parlors. But sure. I guess for me, when I hear about the love, it's it's hearing those stories of pain and shame that make me then go to the opposite and say, I need to in, in, you know, embed more love onto that, not be as judged. Does that make sense at yeah. all? Like what's yeah. your angle so, when you say love, what is your angle that, that puts a lot of meaning to that? Yeah. And I'm very curious what Pammy would say for me, when I say love, it's more from a perspective of how I, how I, my perception of how I was raised is I was loved if this, oh, this, this, and this. Okay. Transactional. If I, was, if, I, yeah, if, I, if I prayed, if I repented okay. of my sins, if I volunteered yeah. the church, if I tithed, if I, ah. it was, there were these things. And now where I'm at in my life is I feel loved by God if I'm masturbating, if I'm sleeping with some, like, like I feel, loved period mm -hmm. 
for the simple fact that I'm a human and I'm alive, I feel this overwhelming sense of love. Now, out of that love, what I've noticed is, you know, my moral compass is 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 gotten more like I'm more moral, at least in my own morality. Yeah. Has grown as I've allowed the love that how I'm interpreting all this, the love that I feel from God for just being alive. Mm-hmm. No performance. Mm. No, I helped someone. I served a homeless meal. I did no fuck all that shit. I feel loved just as I am. And because of that love, then now I, for whatever weird reason, have a desire to I see feed someone or do this right. or treat her right or do be honest here or do this or or you know, like it's an outflow from feeling loved rather than I've got to do this shit yeah. to get God to love me and to fucking stay out of hell. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have that concept in my mind. To me, it's just I'm loved, period. Right. End of story. Well, that just matter. violates all things about any relationship that you would have, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether it's you know, male, you know, relationally with your spouse or whoever, right? It's like, if it gives in his conditional transactions, that's, that's a problem. Think about your kids, Lance. Yeah. You love your kids unconditionally. They could fucking do some jacked up shit. Yeah. Maybe they have, and it doesn't matter. You love them. Right. Unequivocally. Right. Mamas still love their boys that are on death row. A hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. Um, now you might not uh, like what they did or approve sure. of their behavior, of course, but you love them and would give your very life for them. And to me, when I think of that's how I view God, but even greater, okay. there's this love for humanity. Um, yeah. And, and my response to that love is to love. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Which is again, Jesus, love your enemies. I mean, yeah. Like, wait, what? Love your enemies? Yeah. You know, there's another scripture that says, love those who despitefully use you. In other words, that's on purpose. They're intentionally trying uh-huh. to hurt you. You're supposed to love them. And what's the other verse? Like, love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. I mean, there's all, so that's what I think. What, uh, what's your take on love? Well, I agree with you. You know, I the whole having to do something to be worthy of love yeah. growing up, that was Yeah, big, that probably really resonates with you. Very, very much. But just the idea that I am love and I deserve love and I'm, you know, I'm worthy of this love and, you know, it's a part of who I am. I was given this as a gift when I was a Mm -hmm. child and, you know, it's, it's who I am. It's acceptance. It's acceptance of, you know, how I was created and, you know, the, who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when you are vibrating from that space of love and, you know, like you choose to live from that space of love and you vibrate on that, there is no thought. I, I need to go, you know, oh, I right. should go do this. Right. I should do this. Right. You just do it. Right. Because that's what you're living. That's what space you're living from. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's love. And I and, and know there's a scripture, um, you know, see, I'm already starting to. I'm finally starting to forget some of the scriptures. (laughs) The Bible's coming back to you. um, That uh, God is in us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, and I played around with that for a really long time after, you know, I I got out of the church and I just start, you know, I was reading the Bible and I was looking at different things. And, and that idea of if God is love, 
and God is in us, then we are love. Cause it's like a, a plus or a equals B and B yeah. equals. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it, we are love. Like it, it just came down to the fact that we are love and you know, it's all the other. Yeah. Stuff. We're like a product of love in, you mean, even, even the fact of the, of our being created or yes, yeah. just because we are. Yeah. You know, yeah. If we're Simply created in God's we're image all. and he is love, then we're yeah, love. We're love. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it just is, I, you know, and I, it took me a long time to get there too. It just having to undo all of that, the stories of, you know, I have to do this and I have to do that and to be accepted and to be. Or believing. Worthy. I have to believe this. I have to believe. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, there's certain things you must believe in order to be right with God. Yes. Right. And of course we used to teach in the church and, and, you know, Lance was an evangelical pastor as well, but I used to teach. It's not by works, lest any man can boast. It's by faith. Well, <laughs> but even that's like, right. there's still work in that. In other words, I have to believe what you're telling me in order for that to even be fucking true. Yeah. So it, it's just like, it. yeah. It's I, one of the influential um, theologians that, that's been influential in my theology is John Piper. And he, I don't, I, it'd be better if I had read this before, but his he's got a very philosophical way. He said, you know, his whole niche is kind of like Christian hedonist. And, you know, he throws the term out there because it's a, it grabs you because you don't think of hedonist, like that's all, that sounds anti-Christian, you know, but he said, he says, God is a hedonist. And what he means by that is there's probably much more to this, but he's like, God, basically, because he's the highest of beings, therefore it's sinful to put your highest affections on anything lesser than the highest of beings. And so, and so his point is then, so he's like, then why would he have created the world? I think maybe Jonathan Edwards unpacked this or something a little bit more, but his, his, his Edwards or, or Piper, one of them, their, their point is that when God created the world, his creation was this manifestation of his love because in the fact that he created us as humans, he gave us the opportunity then to feel that hedonistic emotion of being able then to worship back the highest of beings had you kind of see that you yeah. know it's like before and if hadn't had he not created that it it would there would have been no one to then you know push back the emanate back the worship and the praise back to the highest of beings and so it's this weird kind of philosophical argument but it it it, there's something there for me in that, and it kind of unpacks what you you were saying, Pammy, about you know how we're a product of love, and that is, you know, creation in and of itself is is a God could have just been fine by himself, you know, and yeah. sp speaking philosophically, but sure. but it, but instead, out of his love for himself and for us, he created these, these, you know, and then we're able to worship back. Anyway, I'm probably making a big mess of it, but but. I do think there is something there in that, that we are products of love in the fact that it's like with our kids, right? It's like, you know, most people want to have kids and if they don't, they still even love their kids more and then they can't see their lives without their kids. You know, right. it's like, a, it's like an outward expression of your love that you never thought that you could have had before yeah. had that creation not come out of you. And I th the, the story, the, the gospel, so to speak, the, the gospel story, it is such a beautiful story. You know, I mean, we're coming up on Easter and yeah, and I'll be teaching on it, not from, not from, from a different perspective, but 
definitely still the whole idea of forgiveness and reconciliation and resurrection and all that from a, from a big picture. Um, but I wonder how the world would be different. Like, I'm wondering if, if it could anyone even commit suicide if they really knew unequivocally they're loved, like right. they're, they're loved. Right. Like you're, and you're I forgiven, think the, you're loved. You're, you know what I mean? Like, I think I the answer is no. Yeah, I do too. Because That's I think, I think the, 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 the most extreme response that you can have towards someone who's not felt that is they're killing themselves. Right. right. So, it's like if, even if there's a, an ounce of hope left or something, those people are probably hanging on. They're in a dark place, but they're hanging on. Yeah. It's that person that's that's completely, I mean, that's just, when you sit down and think about it, that is just devastating. Yeah. That someone felt that bad, that they felt like they would be happy. I mean, C.S. Lewis says all men, you know, are created for happiness and seek happiness, even those who kill themselves. And his point is that they see being happier dead than they do alive. Yeah. The pain would go away. The pain would go away. That's yeah. just terrible. Yeah. And whatever the whatever the influences were there, you know what I'm saying? And that comes back to what we we're saying about the church earlier and all that's where love just really un gets unpacked for me because I just I can no longer hold those dogmatic positions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like to your point about what Jesus taught, you know what I'm like something doesn't line up there to me you know yeah. us staying inside the lanes of 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 the theology and the dogma doesn't give us the right when something has gone wrong when when they're not wide enough to accept people that are a little different from us you yeah. know in some ways yeah to me it's outside of the scope of love yeah. like right. it, it religion chokes out what i would mm. consider to be the the true message of love but yeah i really do I, and I, I've never really thought of it quite like I'm thinking about it right at this very second, but that if everybody knew they were loved fully and completely, I think it would be a good day. Like yeah. if, if, if people could really realize, Hey, listen, I know you're in a dark place right now. I know you're worried about this, worried about that, but just listen, like you're loved Yeah. by the God of the universe, the God that fucking created all this yeah. shit. He actually really loves you. Yeah. And as you were talking, it made me think of another C.S. Lewis quote, because you said this earlier, you were talking about your conditional and transactional thing. I don't think this is exactly right, but something about forced emotions freeze feelings. Wow. And the idea by that is right, is what you were saying was, is that the whole concept is, is that you... That you... When when they're forced upon you, it, it, it freezes us up to not... It, it's like... It, to me, that that little saying his unpacks everything that you're kind of describing about your journey of how religion in the past almost forced your feelings or froze them in some way. And you know what yeah. I mean? It was like it made you feel you felt like you were you needed to feel a certain way. And, and in no relationship, right, dating or otherwise, we would want to be in a relationship in that. And it when you're in some sort of transactional conditional situation like that it freezes your feelings and emotions and, and I don't, this just, does that resonate with either yeah, one of you? I couldn't live my true authentic self. I, 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 you know, I'm heterosexual, but it, I can, I use this comparison because it's the only thing I can really think of in my mind, but it's like my homosexual friend that grew up in the church. Uh -huh. He never could be his authentic self 
because it didn't align yeah. with the teachings of the yeah. church. I was the same way, except I was heterosexual, but there was just certain ideas and thoughts that I had about God and the universe and all that stuff that didn't line up with what the teachings of the church was. Right. Therefore, I didn't feel like I was good enough or that yeah. I, like something was wrong. It almost it was stunted like your it, it stunted your feelings about it almost. Yeah. Like you don't know which way to think anymore. Like I couldn't you, be genuine. You couldn't be genuine. No. Yeah, you're you're stuck in this weird place in the middle. Yeah. And and you I guess I just gotta believe what they're telling me to believe. Right. That's the truth and what I'm right. thinking and feeling is wrong. And right. so and every day you're fighting it though, because that's not how you're wired. It's like a tiger trying to act like yeah, a, a mule. What, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I was trying to think. I, like a, it, yeah, it's, it's one of those it's, tiger mules. <laughs> it's, a tiger's got to be a tiger. Strange animal. Yeah, everybody's got to be who they are. Yeah. yeah. What, what's what's it been for you? Well, I think Andy? about like living inside that religion and, and the amount of fear that you know it was a fear-based religion. It was mm -hmm. you know, and and when you're inside a fear, you can't be inside love at the same time. No. Oh, so that's, yeah. you know, when you're inside that state of fear, you can't think. Right. You can't. You can't even access right those higher emotions you can't access love you can't access peace when you are in such a state of fear yeah um you just can't and, and i and i remember growing up that way like i remember we used to we believed you know we taught jesus was going to return before i graduated oh, yeah. high school oh yeah wait till and, you see thief in the night we're oh bringing her gosh, back for yes. that and i i remember running out of the room as soon as my parents would talk start talking about it because i would it so frightened me as a child wanting to experience life wanting right. to you know the adventures yeah. of life and and it's so scared me that I would flee from the room because uh -huh. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't take it. That amount of fear is what I lived with most of my life yep. and it became unconscious. Yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, and so from that, I remember being judgmental. I remember filtering everything that I heard from other people through this, you know, does it fit into my paradigm of this, uh -huh. you know, religion that I, that I am, you know, in and all I had was judgment for people. Oh. Well, if I'm judging people, I'm not loving them. Yeah. I'm not even loving myself because I can't, I can't even see love. I don't even know what it is. So right. here, you know, being in a, in a religion, again, it was paradoxical because it's like, you know, we're talking about love, but we're also talking about this, you know, from this space of fear. And it's like, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Listen, God just, loves you. He, you're his beloved. But if you fuck up, <laughs> he will your send head. your <laughs> ass to hell to burn forever. Yes. Yeah. So and I that's so funny. It is. It just doesn't make But hey, sense. God loves you. God bless <laughs> yeah. you. And and that same concept I, I is like it, it that's very deep when it comes to the religion because of your faith and identity. But the same thing can be translated on a and and you know dating as well, right? If you're if you're at this place where you don't know yourself or you're kind of you're fearful, you're going out with people, but it's like, are they going to like me? To the, you know what I mean? Like you're in a place of fear in that as well, and you're and, and that same thing you're to not you. going, yeah. yeah, and you're not, it's not going to work out <laughs> because go you're going to well. be so concerned yes. with not messing up, yes. and it's not going to be the genuine you in the end. And I'm basically saying this for Timmy's sake right now, but I'm speaking <laughs> to you, baby. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. Be <laughs> yourself. But that whole that that whole thing of you know people with your if you're being forced 
Maybe it was forced feed. Maybe that's what I said. <laughs> it's like I had an aha moment, but I'm like, wait, I think I already said that aha moment. Like, but forced feelings or freeze your emotions or forced yes. emotions freeze yeah. your feelings. But, but um, I don't even know where I was going with that. I just. <laughs> well, I mean, it's anytime you can't. If, if I, how did I, how did I, I'm trying to think back what it was like before the new Timmy. It was like if I was to be my true self, I wasn't going to be loved. Exactly. Was, Good point. It, it was. It was you're, just you're that. You're not lovable. Yeah. yeah. I was like I, th- yeah. at the core, yeah. I'm not lovable. Yes. And so that led me to, and I used to teach this, and those listening by podcast can't see me doing this, but I'm putting both both my hands around my neck like I'm cho- choking myself. I used to teach this from the pulpit, and I would say, you know, crucify the flesh. Mm. Well, my flesh is me. It's a part of me. Yeah. Right. Even if you believe in spirit, soul, and the body, whatever, like right. no matter what you believe about that, the, the the reality is I am spirit or some, there's something on the inside of me that thinks and is consciously aware that I have a body, mm-hmm. but also I have a fucking body. And this is how everybody recognizes me, including myself. Right. And to not love a part of me is to not love all of me yeah like it's right. I'm one and right. so i needed to love really this is going to sound kind of funny but it was like i needed to fall in love with timmy again like oh yeah no. it, and really fall in love with me and every part of me yeah the the quote unquote the good the bad the ugly you know whatever like i really had to love all of me and then this is what my counselor kind of helped me with because there was a part of me i said i don't like that part of me and she was like but that's you to not like a part of uh-huh. you is to not like you. And so you need, you, you need to come alongside and like an elder brother to bring that part of you that you don't like and, and teach and lovingly teach and, you know, instruct this, this part of you to more align with who you really are mm-hmm. rather than a renegade, a renegade out here doing something else. And it was very, that was very profound for me because I, you know, my flesh was what was up in opposition to God. Yeah. The spirit of God was within and there was this war. Rah, 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 rah. It goes. was all this stuff. And I'm like, this is all so fucked up. Like <laughs> I'm me. I'm not warring against my fucking self, yeah. you know, but yeah. there was this part of me that needed to be integrated and to come. And, and honestly, it was really when I started to love myself, even the parts of me that, that were a little sketchy, and when I started really loving that part of me, it just like aligned. It was like getting your car aligned. All of a sudden, man, everything oh, goes down yeah. the road straighter. Yeah. It rides yeah. smoother. Oh, like yeah. something's better. Yeah. It's a good metaphor. Um, And that's what it was like for me is when I aligned myself, all the, all the parts of me were aligned. Does that make sense? Does it yeah. making any sense? No, it does. So let's bring this, let's bring this, uh, this podcast to a, let's land this plane. You can only have so much Pammy for so long. We want to just, you know, we don't give give <laughs> so, her all away in the yeah. first show. So yeah, we'll have to have you back, Pammy. So, I but in in closing, what in prayer? What, <laughs> Pammy? Would you close <laughs> us in a prayer? <laughs> we should do that every week. Have a closing prayer. Can I tell you about my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> so, oh my gosh, uh, that's one of my friend's opening lines. By the way, he's he's not he's like me. He's not. Uh, religiously spiritual, but he'll walk up to a girl at a bar and go, I'd like to tell you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And it always creates a lift. First, he's like, uh, and he goes, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, so uh, to, to our podcast listeners, uh, maybe, you know, women that are out there um, that, you know, maybe uh, used to be super religious and are on a journey. Uh, what are a few things you'd say to them for that, the spiritual journey? But then also as a single woman, what are a few encouraging words that you would uh, say to other women that might be listening? So the spiritual side and the dating side, and then we'll close it. Well, for, for the spiritual side, I would just say, be open, you know, be open and be curious and just, you know, don't, don't put parameters or expectations on yourself that you have to have an answer for this or that or today or tomorrow, but just put it out there that you're curious and, you know, explore and, Mm -hmm. and see, you know, see what, what resonates with you and what makes sense for you. And as far as dating, um, there are good guys out there. Um, I'm meeting them. I mean, and I, I believe that we can have the relationship that we, that we desire, um, know what you want and, and don't, and don't deviate from it. Um, it, I mean, it's that important. In fact, I think I read that you had posted a question on your Facebook page. You know, how did you meet? Yeah. How did you meet your significant other? And someone said, she said, I, I met my significant other on Bumble. She said I had to tune it up a couple times, but eventually, uh, because I because I stuck to what I was looking for, he was there. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I think that's key is just knowing what you want and not and not deviating from it. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely resonate with the the idea of just having full faith in your person's out there. Oh, absolutely, and you oh, have yeah. have full faith that you'll eventually oh, yeah. meet this oh, person. Yeah, and. Um, but work on yourself, you know, in the, in become the, the person that you want to attract into your life. Yes. That's wow. Good. That's good. That's good. I, we should have cut it right I at know. that. <laughs> so thank you, Pammy, for coming yeah. on the, no, the show today. And uh, yeah, we it. appreciate yeah. it. We'll definitely oh, yeah. have you back. Lance, as always, good to see your good to see sexy you, my ginger friend. face. Oh, love being here with you. It's my favorite <laughs> time of the week. Timmy time. Oh, yeah. 